0: Chapter 6 of The Secret of the Old Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Greg Giordano. The Secret of the Old Mill by Franklin W. Dixon. The Old Mill Carl Stummer, a lanky, shambling old farmer with drooping shoulders a drooping moustache and a drooping pipe was just coming in from the fields when the boys came through the barnyard gate how he managed to chew a straw and smoke a pipe perpetually at the same time was always a fascinating mystery but he could do it and always seemed to derive a great deal of satisfaction from the feat. Stopping only to change the straw or fill the pipe at intervals. Some people had been known to have seen him without the straw, and some had seen him without the pipe, but no one had ever seen him without one or the other. Chet Morton always stated it as a grave fact that Carl Stummer slept with his pipe in his mouth and the supply of fresh straws constantly by his bedside. And that he changed them in his sleep oh boys he called taking a firmer grip of the pipe stem. and what brings you here how's the cherry crop mr stummer asked frank fair to middlin replied mr stummer doubtfully this was a good sign as carl stummer was rarely known to express an encouraging opinion about anything if you said crops were poor one might be reasonably certain that they were really fair. If he said they were fair to Midland, it might be inferred that they were excellent. Mother wants to know if you can let her have cherries to can this year. Mr. Stummer chewed with the relish at the straw. Most probably she can, he agreed. She wanted to speak for them so that you'd keep her in mind at cherry-picking time i'll remember promised stummer mrs hardy has always been a good customer of mine you tell her that she can have all of them cherries that she wants thanks mr stummer that's all we called about the farmer looked at them his hands were plunged deep in the pockets of his faded overalls the straw waggled beneath the drooping moustache out for a hike he ventured yes "'We thought it would be a good day for it.' "'Yeah, pretty fair day for hiking,' agreed Mr. Stummer, "'glancing at the sky to make sure. "'Where are you thinking of going?' "'Oh, we don't know, just around the country.' "'Yeah, not going down by the old mill, are you?' "'Turner's old mill?' asked Joe. "'Down by the deserted road?' "'That's the place. "'Down by the river.' well we hadn't thought particularly about going down there why do you ask the straw waggled more violently than ever mr Stummer took a long drag at the pipe which was in imminent danger of going out oh i don't know he said with a reflective sigh just thought i'd say something about it i wouldn't go down there if i was you why not inquired frank i know the place is deserted and it's almost falling down we can keep out of danger can't we it ain't deserted now what do you mean there's three fellows running the mill now funny fellows they are been there for a couple of weeks the boys looked at one another in surprise turner's flour mill was located on a wild part of the willow river it had once been on a main road but the construction of a new highway had left it on a deserted loop, which was now seldom traversed. The mill had been abandoned for several years, and seemed to have outlived its usefulness. No one had ever expected that the mill wheel would turn again. Are they running it as a flour mill? asked Frank. Stummer nodded. They don't do much outside grinding. I sent them some of my wheat, but their prices was too hot. They nearly skinned me alive, so they don't need to expect any more trade from me. I'll send my grain into Bayport after this, where I've always been sending it. How do they expect to make a living, then? They ain't looking for trade from the farmers. Matter of fact, I don't think they want it. They told me they are getting up some new kind of breakfast foods that the doctors are all going to take up. "'There's something secret about it,' went on Stummer, warming to the mystery. "'They ain't saying anything until they get their patents. "'Why, they won't even let a man go through the mill.' Three men, you say?' "'Yeah, three fellers. "'Sort of unpleasant-looking chaps. "'And there's a boy there, too. "'I forgot about him. "'Looks something like you,' he said, pointing to Joe.' "'Have you ever seen any of them before?' Stummer shook his head. "'I guess they come from the city,' he hazarded. "'They come away down here so they could be quiet "'and work at this here breakfast food stuff of theirs "'without being bothered. "'That's why I said you shouldn't go down there. "'They don't like people hanging around.' "'Makes me curious to see the place,' put in Jerry. "'The other boys gave murmurs of agreement.' go along if you like said stummer shrugging his shoulders ain't none of my affair just thought i'd tell you that's all they don't like strangers round but we won't bother them promised frank what do you say fellows should we take a trip around that way or should we not as usual the mere fact that something of a mystery surrounded the old mill made all the boys eager to turn their steps in that direction "'We'll go down the old road anyway,' said Joe. "'I'd like to get a look at the place. "'It'll give us somewhere to go.' "'Sure,' agreed Phil. "'We can eat our lunch on the way.' "'The vote seems to be in favor of it,' said Frank with a smile. "'Well,' drawled Stummer, chewing vigorously at the straw, "'don't blame me if you get chased away from the mill. "'I've warned you.' His eyes twinkled. His whole purpose in telling the lads of the mystery that surrounded the mill had been to send them in that direction, for he realized the attraction the place would have for the boys when they knew that the mill was running again. He was rather curious, too, about the three men who were in charge of the place, and he thought that perhaps the boys might pick up some information that he had been unable to get. "'Have a good hike,' he said, AS HE TURNED TO GO BACK TO THE FARMHOUSE, DON'T GET INTO ANY TROUBLE. WE WON'T, THEY ASSURED HIM, AND FORTHWITH STARTED BACK DOWN THE LANE. THEY MET CHET, WHO HAD BY THIS TIME MANAGED TO retrieve HIS BELONGINGS, AND WAS TRUDGING ALONG IN THE DUST, MEDITATING WAYS AND MEANS OF GETTING EVEN WITH HIS COMPANIONS. HE WAS NOT VINDICTIVE, AND HE HAD TAKEN THE JOKE IN GOOD PART, GRINNING CHEERFULLY AS HE SAW THEM APPROACH think you're pretty smart don't you he said in mock resentment as they came near i've got so many thistles in my feet you'll have to carry me home now with that he began to limp in an exaggerated manner as though he had been completely crippled by his efforts to regain his socks and shoes we wouldn't carry you to the end of the lane said frank promptly you better keep your feet moving if you want to come with us where are you going? Down to the old mill. Stummer tells us the place is running again. Hooray! shouted Chet. I'll race you! And forgetting all about his tender footsoles, he led the crowd in a mad race toward the main road. End of chapter six. Read by Greg Giordano. Newport Ritchie, Florida.